Welcome everyone to Monday Motivations with that motivational guy, Tony Canavero. Hey, that's me. Every Monday I'm bringing you motivation, mindset, training, book reviews, powerful guests, and sometimes some randomness from my entirely too many hobbies. Uh, for show notes, head on over to thatmotivationalguy.com slash podcast. There might even be some free gifts around there if you look around. Please subscribe, rate, and review, and make sure you get your regular Monday dose of motivation. Now, let's do this. Hey, everybody. Welcome to That Motivational Guy podcast. Uh, this will probably be episode number two. There could have been something that came up between one and two, so I might have to call that 1.5. Um, at point of recording this, uh, just entering some of the interesting times around the COVID-19 pandemic. So there may be something that actually releases prior to this coming out. But um, I wanted to kind of jump in here and keep in our plan of of what we're going to release for, uh, you know, that motivational guys community, which is the people that are looking for tips and strategies to uh, not only get yourself fired up to go and do something, but to be able to keep yourself motivated to keep learning and keep growing and keep moving forward into achievement. Um, motivation is great to get you started towards your goals. And I, I don't think personally without motivation, anything begins. And I think that's why I wanted to focus in on that. But motivation by itself will not lead to achievement. There's many, many layers to achievement beyond just being motivated to get started. So we're going to uh, talk about some of those today. We're actually going to talk about three and three quarter strategies that everyone can use to get and stay motivated. And yes, I have notes Uh, So if you see me looking down, it's because I am checking my notes. As you listen to my podcasts, you'll notice that I tend to ramble just a little. So uh, if I don't take notes, you never know which rabbit hole we're going to go down. So um, we're going to go ahead and jump into what I think are our three and three quarter um, and three quarter because it's really only three, but I couldn't just have three. I wanted to give you a bit of a bonus as well. So three and three quarter strategies that you can use to get motivated and more importantly to stay motivated because Zig Ziglar said um, motivation is kind of like bathing. You can't do it once and expect it to stick. We recommend you do it regularly and so you'll need to get yourself motivated basically each and every day and hopefully we can help give you some fuel for that. So the first thing um, that I think is the most critical to get motivated is to do a dream test. Do you know why you're trying to do something? Do you know what it is that you want to have happen? Do you know what you want to achieve? Do you know why you want to achieve it? Do you know how you'll feel when you achieve it? Um, do you know how you feel how you will feel if you do not achieve it? Achieve it. What will the pursuit of this endeavor, goal, program, dream, BHOG, which is stands for big, hairy, audacious goal, what will this do for you? If you don't know, 
if you want to get up early in the morning so that you can go for a walk every day, why? What do you want to do? What do you want that to do for you? If you want to achieve a certain financial goal, you want to make a certain amount of money, why? What do you want that money to do for you? If you want to get a new position in your job, why? What do you want that to do for you? <clears throat> Almost never are the goals and dreams that we write down what we actually want. The goals and dreams are generally a means to an end. You might say, well, I want to make a million dollars. Why? What does a million dollars do for you and your family? That's where the motivation lies. You might say, I want to lose 50 pounds, 10 pounds, 5 pounds. Why? Because I look better in my clothes. Great. Because I will live longer to be with my children and my grandchildren. Even better. Well, in my opinion, better. Um, that's why you want to change your diet. You don't want to change your diet and work out to lose weight just to lose weight. There's no meaning. There's no emphasis, no energy, no emotion connected in that. So you've got to ask yourself why you want to achieve the thing that you want to achieve. One of the best tools that I've found to really take a look at your dream and, and understand to answer the question, do you know what you want? And do you know why you want it? I found a great tool for that. It's actually John Maxwell's book, Put Your Dream to the Test, 10 Questions to Help You See It and Seize It. And I think there's a lot of, of absolute gold in this book. And I'm not going to go through all of it here because it's only three and three quarter things, not 10 like it is in John's book. Uh, we're pretty proud to actually call John Maxwell a mentor. Uh, Vanessa and I are both certified John Maxwell teachers, trainers, and coaches. If you want more information about that, you can check it out later on or go check um, our websites. Um, and that'll be all in the show notes or in the comments below, depending on where you're watching this or consuming this. The one thing I am going to touch on in the book, and I'm actually going to read some passages from the book real quick uh, and some quotes that I found really inspirational, is... Um, the question that really resonated the most with me when I first picked up the book, and that was the ownership question. Do you really own your dream? And that sounds like such a ridiculous comment, but there are a ton of people, maybe you definitely was me in the past, that have goals on their list because they think they should have them there. Because they feel that those are the goals that they should want to have. Society's planted that idea with maybe a parent, a teacher, a loved one, a spouse, a significant other has planted that seed. Well, this is what you should want to do. And there's some fantastic insights in this, uh, in this book. Uh, put your dream to the test. I highly recommend you get it. Uh, we will be running masterminds on this topic. So stay tuned. If you want more information, uh, let us know. We'll definitely include you and, and inform you on that. But um, I wanted to share some information here from somebody much wiser and smarter than me, uh, Dr. John C. Maxwell. 
And there's some quotes in here, and these are not all from John, of course, but there's some really powerful quotes. Um, and, and I think that some of these will hopefully help frame your process around thinking about what it is that you want to accomplish in life. Why are you wanting to get motivated? What is it that you want to do? There's no such thing as a dream that's too big, just to be clear. There's a great quote in here I thought that was really powerful. It says, dreams come a size too big so that we can grow into them. And that's by Josie Bissett. I don't know if I said that right. could be Josie. Josie. Josie Bissett. Dreams come a size too big so that we can grow into them. Just chew on that for a minute. If you can achieve your dream with all of your current skills, without having to grow and become uncomfortable and learn new things, make new networks, create new opportunities, is it really a dream? Because you just go get it then. Because you already have everything you need to get it. A true dream is something that will make you stretch, reach, grow. It will cause you pain and discomfort. But the end result, the thing that you get out of the dream is very worthwhile, right? So getting back to the ownership question, I'm going to read you a couple of, of comments here. Just find it. The ownership question. Is my dream really my dream? Whatever you think, be sure it is what you think. Whatever you want, be sure that it is what you want. Whatever you feel, be sure that is what you feel. T.S. Eliot. You might want to back this up and listen to that again. There was a lot of wisdom in there. A lot of times, uh, I know I've had goals on my list like cars and houses, um, certain financial goals and things like that, trips, travel, Caribbean, because I thought that's what I should want. That's what my mentors wanted doesn't mean that they were wrong. It just means they weren't what I wanted. I don't want a fast car. I don't want a 5,000, 10,000 square foot house. It's just not my style, right? I don't want to go to the Caribbean. It's too hot for us. Don't like it. Been there. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. It's just not our style, right? So, but if you look at my early vision boards and my early goal list, that's what was on all of them because that's what I thought I should put on there. So those dreams were not mine. I didn't get motivated by any of those dreams. Other dreams motivated me, and I'll share some of those as we go along here. But just to continue with this story, the first paragraph, I'll let you figure out who this is. I'm pretty sure you'll be able to figure it out. His father wanted him to become a policeman. After all, his father was a chief of the police in a small town where he grew up. His mother had other ideas, though. She believed he should become a carpenter. She saw that he didn't have much interest or aptitude for academic subjects in school, and she wanted him to learn a practical trade. At her request, Arnold dutifully enrolled in a carpentry apprenticeship program while in high school, but his heart was never really in it. Whose dream is it? That's Arnold Schwarzenegger. How many times have you or people you know 
pursued post-secondary post-secondary education, potentially including tens of thousands of dollars in debt, lost time to get a degree in a field that you had no that they had no passion for. They didn't want to do, but their parents thought that they should, or that's what that's what everyone in our family does. Maybe it's uh, somebody has a family business and maybe it's a mechanic business. And so everyone in the, in the family uh, works in the shop, but maybe you want to write books. Maybe you want to be an artist, a painter. Do you want to go to trade school? Cause that's what your parents want you to do. Or do you want to explore the thing that you're passionate about? Whose dream is it? Another good uh, quote here. You cannot achieve a dream that you do not own. If you don't own it, you can't achieve the dream. You'll never, you'll never be passion for it. And with no passion, you'll never pursue it. You'll never fall through with anything. And, and to tie into that, and this is the last thought on this three and three quarters uh, on point number one. You may succeed if no one else believes in you, but you will never succeed if you do not believe in yourself. There are story after story after story of people overcoming people's lack of belief in them. You'll never achieve that. You didn't come from anything. You didn't, don't have an education. Uh, you don't come from money. You're not very smart. Uh, I mean, you can just look around at uh, Dean Graziosi, Tony Robbins, um, you know, the Robin Sharmas of the world. There's just story after story after story of highly successful people that have achieved great things and nobody believed in them in the early parts of their dream. And that's part of it. So you got to put your dream to the test. If you're going to be motivated, you've got to know what it is you're getting motivated for. And need to remind yourself of it regularly, preferably daily and multiple times a day. Moving on. Do you know what you need to do daily? Daily. We as human animals are creatures of habit, creatures of routine, uh, creatures of repetitiveness because that's safe. That's the way our there's a lot of there's a lot of neuroscience about why that is, and we'll we'll explore that in future episodes. But there's a lot of neuroscience about why we do the things over and over again uh, that we do, um, and a lot of that ties into our lizard brain, our 20 million year old brain, you know, the brain that was wired to protect us from saber tooth tigers and those kinds of things. Um, that brain craves routine and habit, and so a massive part of motivation and change is knowing what it is that you're going to do and planning it out beforehand. One of our uh, early mentors, uh, David and Jenny Bird, uh, Jenny Bird Greer, sorry, Jenny, if you're listening, um, had a phenomenal, have a phenomenal system called the Achievement Planner. I highly recommend it to anybody, even though I fought against it tooth and nail. Uh, Jenny was our coach in another company and um, if you get a chance to ask her, she'll probably tell you I was a challenging student. Uh, I didn't buy into a lot of it. It didn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, but 
the core of the system is uh, one of the core system is to plan your day before your day begins, plan your week before your week begins, plan your month before your month begins so that you know what it is that you need to do. Because if you don't know what you need to do, you will get up at the same time you always get up. You'll get out of bed on the same side of bed. You always get out of bed. You will follow by that. You'll do exactly the same thing you've done the last six months. First thing when you get out of bed and so on and so forth. And your day will become a day. Your day will just evaporate. You'll look back and go, where'd today go? And what did I get done? Did I move towards my dreams? No, because you followed a pre-existing habit pattern. We either uh, drive our routines and our habits or our routines and habits drive us. There's a lot of wisdom in that statement. Think about that for a minute. That, that, was, that was a good one. We either drive our routines and habits or our routines and habits drive us. So if you don't take a few moments to just, uh, before you pack it in for the night, to sit down and write down your three most important priorities for the day that are going to move you towards your dream and goal. Excellent chance. If you don't, if you do not do this, there's an excellent chance that come the end of the following day, you're going to look back and say, I didn't do anything to move us towards our goals because your day just happens without you, with or without you. You get on autopilot. Stephen Covey calls it the tyranny of the urgent. There's always something to do. Fantastic book, by the way, uh, Principal Centered Leadership, um, The Seven Habits. Uh, I can't remember exactly which, but I read most of his books or all of his books. can't remember what book this was in, but Stephen Covey talks about the, the four quadrants of uh, the four quadrants. I can't remember the exact. I didn't have this in my notes, so we're rambling. We're going down a rabbit hole, but there's really some good stuff in here. The four quadrants essentially state um, that activities and our decisions about those activities basically fall into four quadrants. Uh, and one of the first quadrant, and I don't remember the numbers, but the first quadrant is um, not urgent, not important. The second quadrant is urgent and unimportant. The second quadrant is um, urgent and important. And the fourth quadrant is not urgent, important. Okay, you might have to back the recording or the podcast up and listen to that again. But essentially, <clears throat> I mean, they're kind of self-explanatory, but it just quickly break it down for you. And, and you can look at the things that we do in our day all fall into one of these four categories. Not urgent, not important. That might be scrolling through Facebook, Instagram for doing nothing except, what's the saying? killing time. I've really tried hard to eliminate that saying from my vocabulary. Time is the most valuable and precious commodity that we all have. We can't get any more of it. We're only going to have so much of it. And yet people will actually say out loud, I'm just killing time. You're killing the energy and the currency of your life. Right? Like, just stop and think about that for a minute. So uh, playing games on your phone or, uh, you know, just complete time wasters. Uh, those are the not urgent, not important. The urgent important is the notifications that go off on your phone all day long. 
uh, when Stephen Covey wrote those books, didn't have these guys, right? Didn't have these little um, six inch pieces of silicone and glass computers that tied us into the internet at a drop of a hat. We didn't have social media when he wrote those books. And not really anyway. Um, but that urgent, not important, that's a ringing phone. That's an email blip on your screen. That's a notification saying that somebody liked something on your social media or commented. Those are absolutely not important, but they are urgent. And they will consume most of your day. And none of them will actually move, most of them will not move you towards your goals and dreams. Then we have the uh, urgent and important. And that would be like, you know, a fire alarm. That's pretty urgent, pretty important, right? Uh, those kinds of things that are urgent, a time-sensitive deadline, it's something that needs to be done uh, by a certain time in order for your, your employment, your career, your business, whatever that is. Those are all urgent and important tasks. And then the big one, the one where people spend the least amount of time, but where we probably should spend most of our time is the uh, urgent, or sorry, not urgent, but important tasks. These are the, the tasks around meditation, strategy, thinking, journaling, uh, studying, uh, those, those big picture um, activities that don't seem like they have any immediate direct payoff, those activities are critical for moving you forward in growth. And it's the incremental gains that you get from doing those things that will propel you towards the achievement of your goals and dreams, right? Way off topic. Great books, though, and fantastic information for you to go out and get. But really what, what I'm getting at here, driving at, is understanding that you must know the most important things that you need to get done in the day before your day begins. Do not trust it to, um, you know, a dinging bell and do not trust it to your memory. Um, there's a saying that says the, the weakest ink is stronger than the strongest memory, right? Uh, so if you write it down, it's just far more powerful for many different reasons uh, than if you try to rely on your memory to get it done. This is definitely one of my weakest areas and it's something I still am improving on. And I, I, Hey, listen, my name's Tony and I'm just a real guy and I screw up daily. I am not an expert. I am not perfect. Uh, I am a imperfect wandering destiny that is striving towards progress. How's that for you? So these are the things, um, that's one of the things that I need to work on and I work on it and I go through periods where I'm doing fantastic and periods where I'm doing less fantastic. So uh, just know that it's a process. Don't beat yourself up when it doesn't happen. Just start and do it again. That's, you just have to keep, keep exercising those muscles, right? Know what it is you need to do. Know who's driving your habits. Point number three, get accountability. Um, it's super easy to let yourself down. Let's face it. Very few people have any problem letting themselves down. You've been doing it your whole life, probably. So what's one more time? 
why do um, New Year's resolutions never last? Because we're used to letting ourselves down, right? Accountability is one of the most difficult and most important uh, tips to stay motivated. If you have a workout partner, somebody that's going to be at the gym at a certain time and expects you to be there to work out with them, there's a much greater chance you're going to be there with them, right? It's, it's, um, there's several different tools that you can use for this. Again, some of this is what I learned from David and Jenny Bird, fantastic teachers. Go check them out, uh, Bird, B-Y-R-D. Um, but having an, an accountability partner or a group, this is where mastermind groups are fantastic. Uh, you know, the, the top-end mastermind groups, uh, one of the people that I consider to be a mentor, even though he doesn't know it, um, is Ray Edwards, a fantastic podcaster, copywriter, just absolutely love his stuff and have learned a ridiculous amount. You should go listen to his podcast, uh, Ray Edwards podcast, uh, cautionary note. Uh, he is a very devout believer. Um, and so there is going to be some church talk in his podcast. And if that is a major problem for you, don't go listen to it. But I would also encourage you to learn. You may not agree with everything that every teacher has to say, but every teacher has something to teach you. And if you put aside your offendedness, you'll be shocked at who you can learn from and what you can grow into by putting that aside. So just a little note there. But, but um, just to give you an idea of how important accountability is in some, to some people and how much people are willing to invest in getting it, uh, Ray has a mastermind group um, that's $25,000 to be part of. And it's always sold out. It's full. You have to apply to be in, right? Um, he calls it ruthless accountability. And that's something that uh, we hope to emulate. Um, probably not to the $25,000 level yet. Um, but uh, we're going to be launching a mastermind group. I'm going to be launching a mastermind group called Forging Yourself, which stay tuned for more details on that. It's not ready, but it's, it's going to happen. We're going to have several free mastermind groups. If it's something you want to check out, we'll probably have links in the, in the comments. Um, several of them are going to be free to begin with, and you can just check them out. No strings attached. Um, and then there'll be more in-depth, detailed ones, and those will have an investment level required. Um, but getting back to mastermind groups, uh, getting back to accountability, uh, find someone that you can trust, that you respect, that you care about, that you would hate to let down, that is similarly aligned in something that you want and form an accountability partnership. You can have a workout partner that has nothing to do with the gym. Might be somebody, you know, for your home-based business that you, you know, you have a certain amount of high performing HPAs, high payoff activities, key activities that you need to do every day. And you, you identify those. And that's beyond the topic of this. We'll, we'll do some more of that down the road for sure. But pretty much every goal or dream is going to have a series of daily activities that will get you towards your dream. Pretty much every single one will. So find someone that has a similar dream that is that you can trust, that trusts you, that you can be honest with, 
and that you will accept their honesty in return and form an accountability partnership. Might be once a week you check in, might be every day. There's many different ways to do this, but this will really fuel your growth, right? If you can't find a partner, <clears throat> there's many different mastermind groups um, out there that will, will uh, give you that sort of um, accountability that will help move you forward. So accountability, definitely one of the key things and key strategies that everyone can employ to help move them towards their dream. Now the bonus, uh, the three and three quarters, the three quarter uh, is start your day right. So I mentioned before how, uh, shall we say, there's certain things that I struggle with, and 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 let me rephrase that because I'm trying to stop saying stupid stuff out loud about myself. There's certain things that I need to improve on. Is that better? Uh, and uh, my morning routine is definitely it. Uh, you know, we talked about routines and habits before. For many years, my routine was if I had to be uh, out the door at a certain time, let's say 7 a.m., to get to the place I had to be, whether it was at the office or my first appointment or whatever it was. I would get up with just enough time to shower, get dressed, and grab a bite on the way, and then get to where it is I need to be. And if that turned from 7 o'clock, turned to 8 o'clock, I didn't get up any earlier. I would get up again with just enough time to get showered, have something to eat, get dressed and get out the door to get to where I need to be just in time. And I've told myself for years that I'm not a morning person. And maybe you're not a morning person. Darren Hardy talks about not being a morning person all the time in that he does his best work in the afternoon and the evening. Um, <clears throat> Recently, I've come to to understand or come to believe that uh, I have to stop thinking that I have a choice about these things, and and I have uh, started to install a morning routine for myself. It is something I am getting better at every day, but it is a process, no doubt about it. Um, and there's many I'm going to talk about in a minute. Um, but what really got me thinking about this was a uh, interview um, hmm, with done by Tom Bilyeu, uh with Tom uh, Moad. Moawad? Moawad, I think is what it is. And it's about the uh, Tom Moawad's book, um, It Takes What It Takes. And it, it, that's the title of the book. Uh, absolutely game-changing, game-changing uh, interview for me. Um, it, it, simplified and distilled down a lot of the neuro-linguistic, neuroscience programming things that I find really fascinating, sometimes are hard to understand or hard to communicate. His methodology distilled this down to the abs, a really simple basic building block. And one of the statements that he made that I thought was absolutely so powerful was he talked about the illusion of choice, that choice is an illusion. That was a hard one for me because I, I, if, you, if you haven't started following me before, or this, sorry, didn't follow me before um, and just starting to find me now, 
you'll, if you go back to any of my social media, find me on all the social medias, Tony Canavero. My Instagram is Tony underscore Canavero. Um, on TikTok, Tony Canavero. Um, LinkedIn, Tony Canavero. Anything is pretty much all Tony Canavero. Uh, you can find me in all those places. But you'll see me post fairly consistently over the years that I believe the two most powerful forces in the universe are love and choice. And I still believe that. But when Tom Moawad, it's an interesting name, Tom Moawad talked about the illusion of choice, it was challenging for me to get my head wrapped around that. I kind of, I had a hard time with that. Um, but once he broke it down to where that idea came from, it makes complete sense to me, complete sense in a way that for some reason, I was ready to receive that knowledge in a different way than I've received it in the past. Okay. Um, and what he taught, I'll share the story. I'm going to get it a little bit wrong probably, but the gist will be there. Uh, Tom is one of the leading sports psychologists in the world, works with some of the highest level performers in the athletic field that you can possibly imagine and has a significant track record of success. So let's just say he knows how to get people to think and to achieve. Go look him up if you want to know more about it. Um, he was talking about being in a bus and talking to Vince Carter. Now, if you're not an NBA fan, uh, you may not know who Vince Carter is. If you're Canadian, you definitely know who Vince Carter was or is. Um, phenomenal basketball player. But when Tom was talking to him, he was 37 years old and still playing. And he played until he was 42, I believe, which is absolutely unheard of in the NBA, your body just doesn't stand up that long. It just doesn't, especially the way Vince played. He was a very high impact player. And um, Vince was talking to him about, about, um, you know, the things that he had to do for his body to be able to continue to perform what, how he had to eat, how he had to work out the decisions he made on the court. Like he was uh, uh, one of the world's best slam dunkers. He doesn't dunk anymore because his knees get beat up too much and he has a hard time getting back on defense. And so what he talked about was, <clears throat> he was talking to Tom about um, these routines that he had set up and, and he was discussing young athletes that were trying to get into the NFL and he was fascinated by that. These college athletes. Uh, and, you know, he was basically quizzing Tom and how many of them think they can get there and what their choices are. And then after that conversation, uh, Vince Carter dropped the bomb. He's like, well, choice is an illusion. Choice isn't real. And Tom's like, what do you mean choice isn't real? Said, well, illusion's a complete choice. I have no choice in the things that I need to do for my, to be able to perform at the level I perform. Now, I have a choice to do something else and then not perform at the level I need to perform at to be a professional athlete. And that really hit home to me because the reality is, is that whatever your goal is, whatever your dream is, we talked about at the beginning, there are a few different proven, repeatable, executable strategies to get that goal achieved. Excellent. There's an excellent chance that whatever your goals are at this stage in your, in your journey, someone else has achieved those goals. Probably more than once. And there is almost certainly a very repeatable pattern that you can follow to get it. 
The challenge that we have today is we believe that we have a choice, that we can choose to not follow those um, documented, codified, repeatable patterns and still get the goal. It's not going to happen. It just won't. And this applies to fitness, relationships, marriage, health, uh, finances, business, philanthropy, nonprofit. It applies to all of it. Okay. I thought that was absolutely phenomenal. When it, that's why I started finally executing on a morning routine. Too many people have taught over the years that the highest performing people in the world are morning people. They get up in the morning and they follow a routine. And it hit me that uh, I really don't have a choice. If I want to achieve at those levels, I need to follow those routines. Absolutely critical. Okay. So that's where this morning routine came from. Um, what I'm following is a Crush Your Day program, and I'll get into more in detail in a different in a different podcast. But you can look it up. There's many different morning uh, routines. Find one that you like and follow it. As long as you have a morning routine to follow, Hal Elrod's Morning uh, Miracle Morning is a fantastic program. What I would suggest that you do is start every day with a super simple little exercise. Write down a priority list. You planned the day before the day began but write down a very simple little priority list. And it doesn't have to be complex, doesn't have to be in great detail, just something simple and quick and easy to follow. Um, we, we as humans, I think we tend to complicate things a little bit and I'll, I'll share a story that um, I heard and it was again from the same, uh, the same gentleman and the same, actually same interview um, that really hit home to me. Um, you know, and I've been taught and have taught um, how to achieve goals using the SMART system, you know, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, time-bounded goals. There's a real process if you really break it down. And somebody was asking Michael Johnson about his goals and, and how he set his goals. Michael Johnson, one of the, the fastest men ever to walk on the planet, many, many time gold medal winner. Um, and he talked about, you know, he writes down simple goals and somebody asked him, well, where do you learn how to do that? Was it in college? Whatever. And his answer was really simple. He said, you know what? No, no one taught me how to do that. But I figured it out one day that if I walk into Safeway with a list of eight things to buy, I come out in about five minutes with just those eight things. But if I walk into Safeway with no list, I'm there for 45 minutes. And I'm standing in front of the aisle of temptation, the sweet carb aisle of trying to decide between things that I know I shouldn't have in my body. And I would never even stop to look at them if, they, if I would have written them down on my list of eight things I had to buy. Think about that for a second. Just apply a list for grocery shopping to your goal planning list. Think about the times you've gone shopping when you were hungry and didn't have a list. What does your shopping cart look like? How long does it take you compared to when you go into the grocery store with a very defined specific list of things you need? How much faster it is and how much less garbage ends up in your shopping cart, right? 
So keeping it simple. So with that, guys, those are my, my three and three quarters simple strategies that anyone can use to be able to get motivated, stay motivated, and move towards your goals. Number one, do a dream test. Make sure you understand what it is you want and most importantly, why you want it. Get this book. If you want to be part of a mastermind group, let us know. Stay tuned. We're going to be launching some um, and we'll be teaching this exact material. We're, we're actually certified to teach that material. Um, know what you need to do daily. Plan your day before your day begins. This does not have to be a complex procedure. It could just be right now the three key priorities. The three things you must get done if you want to get closer to your dream. It can be done very, very fast. Get accountability. Get a workout partner or join a mastermind group. Again, you know, there's going to be stuff like that available for you. There's lots of them around, not just from us. Lots of people have them. But get an accountability partner. And then the three-quarter part of it is start your day right. Get yourself a routine that serves you instead of you serving your routine. Get yourself a routine and start running that routine so that if you start your day right, you'll end up closer to your dreams. So thanks very much for watching. Make today a fantastic day, guys, and we'll see you on the flip side. Ciao. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to That Motivational Guy podcast. I hope you got some value from this. Uh, as my thanks to you, please accept a free gift from us. Go to thatmotivationalguy.com slash change and download a free webinar course that my wife Vanessa and I did on how to change anything in your life. Anything. No strings attached. Don't even have to enter an email address to get the course. It's just our gift and our thanks from us to you. If after going through the course you do get something from it you'll have a chance to subscribe to more good stuff at that point in time but only after we've proven that there's some value for it again thanks so much for listening please subscribe rate and review pretty please and then go out and make it a fantastic day